to Shakespeare, the official Lion Face Productions podcast where we talk about Shakespeare. My name is Chase, your mostly quiet producer. Today, we'll be talking about one of Western culture's weirdest sequels, Anthony and Cleopatra. If you live in Northwest Ohio and would like to get involved with our organization, be it to act, direct, or anything else theater-related, please reach out to us at facebook.com slash lionfaceproductions. And now, on with the show. Baseball season started. Yay. I'm excited I, about that. I Somebody came in the branch today and they had a, a tiger's hat on. And I was like, oh, do you enjoy opening night? He's like, no. Like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, yeah, lost the pirates. <laughs> that sucks to be you, buddy. Cubs won opening day, so I can't complain. And the first pitch of the 2018 baseball season, Ian Happ hit it out of the park. It should also be noted that they usually win their opening game and then lose the entire season. Except they won the World Series in 2016, so obviously that's not the case. We can't say the same thing about the Pittsburgh Pirates, can we? Not for the last 20 years. Yeah, so don't give me a hard time about Did my Did I cubs. give you a hard time? I haven't even started yet. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've told all of our coworkers that they're like, so what do you know about him? I'm like, well, I, I know him. Well, tell me about him. I'm like, I'm not going to. Uh, just know that he's smarter than me. I'm like, ah! <laughs> so I've set you up to fail. I'm really glad I got that on recording. <laughs> you should be. You should be glad. <laughs> Beth admitting that someone, anyone, is smarter than her is worthy of recording. And then I said I set him up to fail. That way, like, wrong, wrong. I can edit. I can cut. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're trying to you're trying to set up the production man for yeah for failure. Ugh. Yeah, Chase is the guy who uh, is in charge of the recording, and so yeah, really he can do whatever he wants. It's hard to stop him. I'm absolutely drunk with power. I think you Should... might be drunk with beer. Not yet. The Ides of March has already passed, so we cannot. You got glitter. You got glitter in your beard. Uh, How do you not in your beard? In your beard? In your stubble? Oh, oh almost certainly. I work with children. I worked with children. <laughs> worked. Uh, you quit. I quit my job, like an hour and a half ago. How'd that feel? Liberating, freeing. You've been wanting to get out of there for a while. I, 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 I. Clocked out. I said goodbye to all of my coworkers as they were with customers, many of whom's photos I shot. And I said, "Hey, goodbye forever. I'm quitting." <laughs> Good, goodbye. Good, goodbye. I quit. <laughs> my actual words to one person who was selling to somebody that I whose photos I shot, and then I walked out the door. And my manager was having a smoke break, and I gave her my key and I left. But. Are you driving to Farmington or Dearborn? Dearborn. Ugh. But the impact that Portrait Innovations has had will always be with you. Oh, yes. Because that glitter will never fucking leave this apartment. No, no, never. You can never shake the glitter We are gonna have to move. (laughs) Wait until you see the monstrosity of an Easter card my mother bought me. Oh, no. Bought us. Uh. It's covered in glitter. She didn't realize, so the inside says, Love, Mom and Dad. Sorry. (laughs) Here's a glitter bomb for your apartment. Mm-hmm. Only if I take it out of the envelope. Uh, I just got the text from the husband that the Easter Bunny has already hit her house. Oh, fantastic. Great, so he doesn't have to fill all his Easter eggs. No. <laughs> oh, Cassie, I gotta tell you some stuff. <laughs> I've got it on lock, it's fine. I think Wendy has a key to your house. Man, I hope my mom comes and hides Easter eggs around our apartment tonight. You'll be so surprised in six months when you find one. You'll be like, where did this come from? What sort of foolery is this? What the shit? This is a really stale jelly bean. What? I know. Aw, dicks. Aw, dicks. Aw, Paul. What, Paul? Um, um, you'll be happy to know that what paw made it into uh, 
Ostentatious. Ostentatious. Excellent. I'm. Uh, I have not listened to Ostentatious yet. But I'm looking forward to it. I, I need to do the. I need to do bespoke art for Ostentatious before I go to bed tonight. True, because it's got so, a release. That's true. Yeah. So let's get started. Let's get started on this episode of Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Episode eleven. Ooh. I feel like we should be syndicated now. Mm. Isn't that how it works? Oh, it's a hundred episodes. People would have to pay <laughs> us for us to be syndicated. Nobody's ever going to pay us. That's my thoughts exactly. So we'll never be syndicated. I would. You yeah. paid me and beer to show up today. Yeah, that's right. Look, maybe someday this will this will make it onto the Another Path Network, and then like people will be paying us because there's a Patreon for that. Ooh, a Patreon. That sounds super Roman. Well, that fits. Because today, it's a stretch. You're welcome. All of your segues are stretches. <laughs> All of there, though. We've got there. We are at Antony and Cleopatra. That's right. It's the weirdest sequel of all sequels. <laughs> it really is. Let's take everything we built up in the first and destroy it. So, like, all second seasons, mm-hmm. Antony and Cleopatra is worse than the first. Like, every single movie that's ever been made... This is Rocky 2, where it gets like, what? Why? Why are we... This doesn't make any sense. For a majority of the play, including, uh, we get (sighs) mentions of children that were conceived by characters that have been dead since the third act of the play previous. Because Caesarian does come into play a little bit. A little bit. And Octavia... I mean, yeah, Octavia, but Octavia was there. Yeah, barely, vaguely. And, and we never met Octavius's dad, so, I mean, yeah, he's dead, but Octavia being Octavius's sister. Yes. And she becomes important later. Although well, I do have to say it was only barely. either gratifying or horrifying, I haven't decided which, that... People were just as stupid about naming siblings back then as some people are. Yes, Octavius and Octavia, yes. So one of my favorite things that I learned when I was taking Latin for seven years was how naming was done. Mm -hmm. So all of this secunda, Mm -hmm. primus, all of these names are because your firstborn child is primus or prima. And your secondborn child is secunda or secundus. And so on and so on. So that you end up just naming your kid whatever the, the number, next letter or next the, number, in... the next number that you popped out is in there. So that, that just oh, so Stardust was just following Roman tradition. Absolutely, it was. All right, absolutely, it was. Hmm. Uh, Neil Gaiman's no fool. That is true. Okay, shall we start at the beginning? Well, we have to. Do we? We do. Uh, All right, we've been going for like almost eight minutes and haven't. Like, okay. Barely so about let's the show. let's let's start at the beginning. So Antony and Cleopatra picks up a little time after the events of Julius Caesar. There is now a triumvirate ruling mm-hmm. Rome. Yep, Mark Antony. Which, to be fair, there was a triumvirate ruling Rome when Caesar was murdered as True. well. True. This triumvirate happens to be the three who are allied against the conspirators at the end of Julius Caesar. So it's Lepidus. Octavius and Mark Antony mm-hmm. is the they, they are the triumvirs. So of they Rome. are, and they are the people we see in the last scene who haven't decided to fall on a sword or have somebody hold a sword for them to fall on. Which so there's is, our continuity. Yeah, there's a theme that will continue of this, like hold my sword so that I can fall on it. Yeah, I did no. notice that. Um, but Antony is not in Rome. No, the no, they're actually fight. all they're all separate. Uh, the first, the, you know, the first scene is the uh, is it doesn't even have Antony in it. It's just a bunch of his cohorts, his men talking about how whipped he is because he's fallen in love with the Egyptian queen, Ugh. Cleopatra, and now he spends all his time in Alexandria, which I would too. Like if your choice is Alexandria or Rome, where are you going to be? I'm going to be ra- where the library is. I was going to say you're a Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. I know where you're I'm going to be where the giant library is. Yeah, and he's he's. 
What they're complaining about is that he's lost interest in his role as one of the triumvirs of Rome. They basically say he's not manly anymore. Well, they get to that, too. Yeah. He's not manly. He doesn't do war things. He's all about his lady. Spending time with his lady. And they get really mad at him. Of course, then Antony comes in with Cleopatra. And she... Uh, there's a, a messenger from Rome. The messenger comes in and Antony goes, I have no interest in hearing news from Rome. But what if it's pirates? And Cleopatra gives him a hard time. But what if it's pirates? Well, yes. What if it is pirates? I feel that that is the one card that every relationship should have. Cassie, if you're like, Chase, you can't leave because it is family day. It is date night. You can't go anywhere if Chase is like, I'm sorry. My friends are besot, or beset, not besot, he's besot, <laughs> beset by pirates. You have to let him go, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, I, I if, feel like I do. If, if pirates are attacking the tea house, I have to go. Especially since, as we established last episode, Chase is Meg, who wants to be the pirate queen. It's true. Mm-hmm. You do want to be a pirate queen. So, well, uh, no. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay, you guys can't reference the joke episode <laughs> on this episode. That's not the last episode. Watch that's us. a completely different. That's a completely different. Yeah. Would you say that her her comment was ostentatious? <laughs> would you say that? I would say that. Would you say it? Yes. Ostentatious. Because the last episode technically was about Julius Caesar, and I was not there. It's true. Nope, so the right. last episode, I was the only one. Who, oh. Yeah, I'm the only you one. You and I are the only one with 100%. Yeah, 100%. Attendance. We are going to get a pizza party what? at the end of the semester. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that, the, the last episode doesn't at count work. for attendance. Sure. I'm sure that senior skip day didn't either, but I sure went to school and got my pizza party. I'm kidding. I didn't go to senior skip day. <laughs> either way. So... So, the news from Rome. News from Rome comes. And, and of course, uh, Cleopatra is giving Antony a hard time because it's either orders from Octavius. Yep. Or a rebuke from his wife, who he has left in Rome. Yeah. Fulvia. That's a terrible name. Uh, but unless you're a Flavian, which she is, and mm. then it makes sense. Sure. Um, but that that has to do with the power structure of Rome, and I like the Flavians the best. But it'll be at least a hundred years before the Flavians take power. We have to get through five more Caesarian emperors, and then one really bad one. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Either way. Yeah. So, so he says, "I have to stay here. My duty to Rome is to stay here in Alexandria and love you." Yeah, this, <laughs> that's that's what my Mark my Anthony part says. of the triumvirate is to take care of this third of the kingdom. Here I am taking care of it. Trust me, the Egyptian queen taking care of taking care of. No uprising <laughs> from this quarter. Well, either way, the only uprising. Is no, Mark I mean Anthony's it was pants. it was a subtle illusion. You no, believe no, it's a subtle no, illusion? No, 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 no. There is no subtlety in this. Toga's have very little to be hidden. There's eight feet of it. There's a lot to be hidden. It drapes around mm-hmm. you. It's Mark eight, Anthony's eight got feet. eight feet mm-hmm. draped around him? It's 80 feet, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, a, a, it's, it's a lot. It's his, a lot. In his own mind, Mark Anthony has eight feet draped around him. I'm sure it's certainly. eight yards. We should call Christina and find out. <laughs> How much way. material is it in Toga? Tell me. Eight, eight feet is not very long. It's not. It's got to be eight yards. It was something really long. Echo? How much material is in a toga? That's not how Echo works. You have to say Alexa. Sorry. I'm not sure. She's useless. She's, She's not useless. sure. She's not sure. She, how she, much. Is, she is useless. Um, so, eventually, he listens to the messenger, and the messenger says... Your brother and your wife tried to rise against Caesar. It did not go well. You might want to go back to Rome. And pirates. And there are pirates. The pirates are my favorite. No, say, well, we actually skipped way ahead because the that scene too when he finally listens to the lesson. Oh, well, my we bad. should. I'm sorry because there's we so should much get to, to scene well, two. No, well, because what well, we are getting to scene two, but you forget the important part at the beginning of scene two where Cleopatra's handmaids speak with the soothsayer 
And he tells them that they're both going to live longer than Cleopatra. Which is kind of important. It is important. (laughs) So the soothsayer in this play, who I'm assuming is a different soothsayer because people actually listen to her a little bit. People actually listen to this soothsayer. But she also... After Julius Caesar, I think people would listen to that (laughs) soothsayer. And she says more things. So it's not just like, beware the eyes of March and then out. But she she tells us... Most of the soothsayers I've ever seen are men. How sexist of you. Well, it's sexist to assume that it's automatically a female. It's sexist to assume it's automatically a male. I'm just saying that most of the ones I've seen have been. I'm telling you that most of the Sybils are always women, and we would have been dealing with Sybils at the time. I don't know. (laughs) There's a Sybil on the Sixteen Chapel ceiling, so Roman uh, Tusang women are documented well. Well, this is Egypt. It's... Okay, and the one that I fell asleep watching last night, it was Duke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, in that case, must be Duke. Hey, that one had had Mark Anthony with Timothy Dalton. Tell you what, let's do this. Let's take out gender from the pronoun. That's fine with me. We'll just use that. We'll just use that. Either way, the soothsayer tells... Yep, and they they say... Iris and, and Charmian, who are Cleopatra's handmaids. Yep. Tells them they're both going to have longer lives, and there's a whole bunch else that goes with it, including like the what uh, tells the the first one that if all of she asks how many children she must have, and when uh, when he answers or when the soothsayer answers, says that uh, she will have as many as her wishes, and that's some ridiculous number. Well, that sounds like a uh, fortune teller I went to once. <laughs> How many kids will I have? As many as you'd like. <laughs> uh, well, good. I guess that means... She doesn't seem pleased by the answer. We'll say that much. It's not very specific. You paid the 20 bucks and all I told you was things that you could have gotten off of a fortune cookie. All right. Then, of course, Cleopatra joins them complaining about Mark Antony. She sends Enobarbus, which is Antony's loyal servant... To go fetch Anthony and bring him in, and then this is where the messenger reports about Anthony's brother and his wife going into rebellion against Rome, and then and they are dead, and they're, they're dead. dead. <laughs> they <laughs> dead. <laughs> Whoopsie doodles. Well, it's important. We have to get rid of. Well, we have to get rid of Fulvia. Yes. Yeah. If we don't get rid of her. Then we can't have a weird marriage pact later. True. And weird marriage pacts, part of the plot. So we gotta have that. It's true. So, the messenger tries to go, Hey, Anthony, maybe maybe this wouldn't have happened if you'd been attending to your duties in Rome (laughs) instead of being here in Egypt. If you hadn't been here drinking a Well, and Anthony, Anthony goes so far as to be like, man, I spent a lot of time wishing my wife was dead, but now I'm kind of sad. It makes me <laughs> You're dead and I'm sad. Like, like Anthony literally, like, he says as much in the, after the messenger's like, yeah, your wife's dead, and he's like, oh. Shucky darn. Dicks. I, I, yeah, oh, dicks. Oh, God dicks. dicks. I wanted that, but now I I don't. But Anabarbus is worried that Antony has become so devoted to Cleopatra that he's not taking his responsibilities seriously. seriously. Yes. Yeah. And so he thinks that there's this threat in Rome from Sextus Pompeius. Yes, who is the son of Pompey. Pompey. Who was the one of the triumvirs with Julius Caesar? It's true. And so eventually, Mark Antony says, "Okay, I'll go back to Rome." And but- Sextus Pompeius happens to be the pirates, because Sextus Pompeius has control of the seas. It's true. He's a pirate. He's oh a pirate. yes, a pirate. He a pendant. Yes, he's not a pendant. Oh, of Rome. Sorry, of Rome. He's a pirate. I love that. There's pirates. I love it. Yes, Sextus Pompeius is the pirate that is yes. also attacking Rome. So Cleopatra 
finds out she's not happy that Anthony's going back to Rome. She summons him to her chamber. She's like, don't go, don't go, don't go. And then go. she has a fainting spell. Yeah. Because yeah. she, she apparently she also much... has the falling down sickness. Everybody has the falling down sickness or dies of broken hearts. These weak people. Although Cleopatra, she's a really good character in this. Cleopatra is, in, uh, is an incredibly interesting character and she does a lot of things in her manipulation of Mark Anthony. Yeah, so she's and trying to... she's very, very skilled at what she does. Mm-hmm. She's trying to convince him to stay. She's saying, you know, you were so unfaithful to your wife that you took up with me, so once you leave me, you're going to be unfaithful again, and... Yeah, how could I believe the vows of a man who is <laughs> so willing to break <laughs> the like, vows to his wife? You don't even look that sad that she's dead right now, so... It's like, if I died, would you, would would you, you look that sad? Die? Would you even... anything? They argue about the depth of his feelings and things, and Anthony leaves. Yeah. yeah. Well, so it doesn't, she does not yeah, keep him there. She pretty much tells him, if you leave Egypt, you're not coming back. We'll never get back to this place again. Uh, it, it's, it's all over. We gotta, I guess you gotta go. Fine, you gotta go. So, I feel like this part, <clears throat> I know I called this play the, just the quintessential sequel, mm-hmm. but it also, if you read the whole thing, as like a 1960s like biker versus surfer movie, it it's absolutely that. So this is like oh, it's the East versus West. It's yeah, Egypt and yeah. Rome. It's the Jets versus the Sharks. It's like what happened after uh, Maria gets together. Maria's like, if you go to this fight, you're not coming back. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm just going up to like my office for a second. I'll come back. No, you won't. You'll never come back. And Anthony leaves. Yeah, this is it's it's the Egypt versus Rome conflict, the political conflict that was happening mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah, really plays up in this. So then we finally get a scene with Octavius, Dick, and Lepidus. Also Dick, but less of Dick. And well, Octavius is strong. Mark Antony is strong. Lepidus is weak. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lepidus is. The weak link of the triangle. He's the he's the one. He's eventually why you know he cannot stand up to the arguing between Octavius and Anthony, and eventually no, he can't. What here's one. Uh, he Lepidus, for instance, in in discussing in the very beginning of Act One, Scene Four, is talking about they're talking about it, Mark Antony and Octavius is like this guy is an ass and he's staying in fucking Egypt. Well, not Egypt. Alexandria, and he won't leave. Uh, you must not think that there are evils unknown to the darkness of all his goodness. His faults are in him, as seen the spots in heaven. So, just like the stars, he just, he just, you know, what kind of Well, fishing, it. drinking, and reveling yeah. are the big ones. Yeah. So that's the, that's yeah, the he's one. got his faults. The motherfucker's out there fishing too much. But it's hereditary. <laughs> like, the fiery night's blackness, hereditary rather than purchased. He cannot change that which he chooses to be. So... Every, it's just, it's just a feature. Don't worry about it. It's cool. It's cool. It's just Mark it's Anthony's just Mark who he is. And, yes, please. It's just who he is. So let's yeah, let's just let's just like calm down. So he is like Octavius is the head of the surfer clan who like he's a bit rougher, and this guy's like no, let's just like smoke some weed and have some peace. He just wants to smooth everything out. So Lepidus is the stoner friend to the yeah. head of the biker gang and the head of the surfer gang? Yeah. So Messenger right. arrives, says Pompey's forces are gathering strength. Fucking pirates! We gotta we gotta we gotta do something about this. We can't wait for Antony. No. Let's no matter go. how good he is as a soldier, we can't wait for him. Let's go, let's fight this fight. And then he will be so ashamed that he wasn't here to help us that he'll come the fuck back. Like, this will bring him back. Not being here. And then we briefly go back to, back to Egypt. Egypt with Cleopatra, who's complaining how much she misses Antony. Whiny! And then somebody brings a gift. It's a Alexis gemstone. brings a pearl that Antony kissed upon leaving Egypt <laughs> and given to Cleopatra as a token of his love. 
Mm, nothing like kissy and pearls. She's gonna write mm. him every day while he's gone, and she's gonna send all the people of Egypt to be messengers. Well, there is there is one important thing, you know. It's like because uh, Cleopatra asks if Antony appeared sad or happy, and uh, Alexis responds that Antony seemed neither. Because then Cleopatra goes, if he had appeared sad, it might have contaminated the moods of his followers, while if he'd been too happy, he might have jeopardized their belief in his resolve. So, I mean, we do get at least something there of of Cleopatra's understanding that, okay, he had to go, but, you know, at least he's not showing his feelings to his men, and so she's like, well, maybe he won't die, he'll come back to me. I enjoy the end of this scene. Um, where Cleopatra's like, ah, fucking Antony. And then, uh, her waiting woman's like, oh, brave Caesar. And she's like, I will choke you. <laughs> oh, thou Caesar, by Isis, I will give thee bloody teeth if thou art Caesar's paragon again. So. Well, it's because she wants to, she yeah. wants to marry Octavius Caesar, the hand woman does. Yeah, so it's all uh, like, I can't remember yay, he's so Char- Charmian or, or Iris. I will punch you in the mouth. Is it? I, I can't and remember if it's Charmian or Iris. Is it's Charmian. It's Charmian, Charmian, yeah. Uh, She's the one who's, who's asking the soothsayer to give her the hand of, you know, Octavius, Octavius. Caesar. and. Oh. Of course, then Cleopatra <laughs> promises to unpeople Egypt to have enough messengers to deli- deliver love letters to Mark Antony. That's a lot of people. And that's the end of Act One. <laughs> that's that's that I or all on people Egypt. It's still maybe I like Cleopatra so much because she threatens to punch people in the mouth. <laughs> like how often in Shakespeare you're like, that is just she just threatened to punch him in the mouth. She's just gonna punch him square in the mouth. <laughs> and she might any, have done it. Anybody here who knows us personally, you can ask Michael. I threaten to punch him in the mouth frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I'm gonna get a lot of threats of mouth punching within my upcoming life. It's true. Well, no, I usually throw a punch at work. Okay, that's you know I what? Usually that's throw fair. a punch at work. Yeah, you can't hurt the baby. You can't hurt the, the moneymaker here on Greenlee. He's already had it punched off once. Mm, it's true. Should have punched harder. His baby I'm face. Kidding, that was already... mean. It They were already it, worried. It, that, that... That, it still clicks. When I move my jaw, like it's clicking right now. Dude, my jaw clicks too. It's called TMJ. <laughs> Oh, I yes. hope that picked up. Yeah, it might <laughs> Anyway, Act Two. Act Two. Pirates. Pirates. The pirates. How did you know? I love them so. Pom- Pompey and his lieutenants. So these are some names that we heard before. Yes. So Pompey, which is the son, Menacrates, who we'll also remember as a stabby stabber, and Menace. So Menace, I don't think we've heard of before, but Menacrates, we did hear about Julius Caesar. He is part of Brutus's gang. So these guys are on the water. But yes, he uh, he's confident of victory because he controls the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, he believes that Antony, who would be the greatest threat to his power, is still in Egypt. Right. Well, another thing I like about Pompey is... <clears throat> so I complained in the first one with Julius Caesar that he did not talk about the gods a whole lot. Pompey is all about, well, the gods are on my side. I'm just here to assist them. I'm the tool of the gods. Yep. Make it happen. Which, well, and Pompey has, is incredibly important whoop. with the Roman people, the, yeah. the people themselves. He's he's incredibly popular. He controls the sea. He's very confident. Well, Pompey, his father, the reason Pompey was in the original triumvirate <coughs> was that he's the money. He's the money yeah. of Rome. So this is, like, the richest family also being a swashbuckler. You, you, you'd like that, wouldn't you, Cassie? To be a swashbuckler? No. But yes. To be married to a swashbuckler. Which is good, because your husband wants to be the pirate queen. Chase is the pirate queen. He is the pirate queen. Um, Can I call you Anne? <laughs> but then Various arrives, tells them Antony has come back to Rome. And they're like, um, uh... I couldn't care. I could have given less matter a better ear. Well, and and they're hoping, you know, at least the one lieutenant, Minas, uh, hopes that Caesar and Antony's dislike for each other will get them to fight each other, and then that would make their lives super easy. He's not wrong. But Pompey's like, nah, that's not gonna happen because I'm the pirate. 
I'm a, I'm a pirate. So then we go to Act Two, Scene Two. Uh, we get back into the Roman camp, and we have Lepidus and telling telling Enobarbus to warn Antony to not piss off Octavius. Octavius is mad. Go tell. Hey, hey, hey. Go tell him that Octavius is really mad that he's been hanging out with his girlfriend too much, and that he needs to watch his P's and Q's, and maybe shave off his beard. And Enobarbus is like, you know what? Anthony's gonna say whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. Ask Agrippa. Sorry. Um. So then they they we get Antony and Caesar together now. Uh, Caesar complaining about Antony's wife and his brother. You know, fucking starting shit. <laughs> Which I mean, legitimate beef there. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's with your wife? Why can't you control your ladies? You went all the way down, started sleeping with that queen of Egypt. And your your wife rose up against me. They have a great little power struggle. Mm-hmm. I like this because this is total like alpha male dominance, which you don't really believe in. But this is that that oh they they butt heads and everything yeah. like that. And... Hey, welcome to Rome. Sit, you sit. No, you sit. You no, sit. You sit. They're supposed to be equal. Mm-hmm. Sit. You sit. You sit first. But they're not. So they have a nice little power struggle. And that's when Agrippa sit. comes in and is like. Hey, I got a great idea. Y'all both sit down. You, you, Antony, why don't you marry Octavius's sister, Octavia? Which is really just Octavius in a wig. And, and Antony goes, yeah, okay, sounds good. Yeah, whatever, alright. That's fine. My yeah. wife's dead. I'm not married, Caesar. It's literally what he says. I'm not married. I'm not married to so Caesar. Let me hands, hear Agrippa speak further. Promise promise brotherly love. So they're going to move to Philadelphia after that? Most of the men I know in my life, if you yeah. don't like the guy and he sleeps with your sister, it's not going to make you like him more. That that does not yeah. improve things. No. Generally But speaking. afterwards, Enobarbus is talking to Agrippa and he's like, yeah, this ain't going to work. This is a terrible idea. This Why is a did you... horrible, horrible idea. You do Agrippa, not... Agrippa... Why did you not you talk have, to me first? You well, have not like, met Cleopatra. Enobarbus starts... You don't know what's going to go down. Yeah, Enobarbus starts being like, Dude, have you seen Cleopatra? She's like Venus. She oh, yeah, he does is... give us a nice little... Oh, Enobarbus, like, just goes... He goes on for a little while, ta- just, you know, spouting the virtues of Cleopatra's womanly nature. <laughs> I feel like at the end of that scene, there's a, a beat... Everybody just kind of stares at Anna Barbus. You got something you want to get off your chest there? Yeah. Friends? Yeah, well, yeah I think, exactly. I think she's pretty. <laughs> but it's like it's like the bus driver in Billy Madison. That Veronica Vaughn is one nice piece of ass. <laughs> oh, wait! I the barge she sat in, like burnished throne, burnt on the water. The poop was beaten gold, like. That's the that's it's part of a boat. She she no, shits the, gold. The, no, the poop is part of a boat. He's referring to the poop deck. I'm pretty sure that I had to talk about that because it says the poop was beaten gold. Yes, the the fucking poop deck, not her shit. It sounds like she fucking lays golden eggs. I'm just saying. Jesus Christ, Matthew. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. I can't be- oh. Hold on, we're going to pause because Beth just broke Ryan. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. There is something that I've learned in the 18 plus years that I've known Ryan, and that is a good poop or fart joke will kill him. It's not even that. He's referring to part of the ship. They usually keep talking about turds. I might be just talking about turds, but Shakespeare wrote, so out of context, I can be like, to quote Shakespeare, her poop was beaten gold. <laughs> I, might, I might put that, when I learned to cross stitch, I'm going to make you a little sign. It says her poop was beaten gold. Little line, Shakespeare. You know, I am working on those lion face buttons. Like, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, that rich baby. First of all, a poop deck is a weird thing, too, because I found out that on a ship, what they would do would be to tie a rope off one side, one area, where you would literally go and just lean on the rope and put your feet on the outside of the deck to poop. I would not... That would be very nerve-wracking. 
What if I fell in the water? You pooped off the side of the boat. Yeah. Die. Yeah, I don't want to die. die in the, you die in the poop water. I don't want to die in the poop water. Chase, don't make me die in the poop water. I'm not going to make you as long as you just, like, you know, maintain. But my poop is beating gold. <laughs> anyway, anyway, to move we... on. <laughs> Act two, so, scene three. Act two, scene three. We have Anthony talking to his new wife, Octavia, going, you know, I'm not going to be around a whole lot because life takes me places, but I promise, I know I cheated on my last wife, and I, I am not going to do that I am you. not going to repeat my sexual indiscretions. <laughs> we also get a soothsayer again. The soothsayer comes back. Yes, Anthony, yes. Anthony is joined by the Egyptian sayer of sooth. Who says, and you they. will return to Egypt. Yep. And Antony says, mm, and why me or Caesar, that? who's going to come out better in Who life. will have a brighter future? You will not have a one if you fight Caesar. Don't do that. Well, Caesar predicts he'll be overshadowed by Caesar. Yeah. But near him, thy angel becomes a fear. I like that. And and also advises... Uh, Put some distance between yeah, you. Yeah, keep, keep some space. Maybe maybe keep some space between you and your new brother-in-law. Maybe don't hang out. <laughs> I I don't like, I don't think it's the best of intentions for you. Maybe don't don't chill with Octavius. Like he's not gonna be the guy you want to have some brewskis with. Yeah, I don't. I don't. There is there is until he becomes Augustus. I don't think I really want anything to do with him. Of course, Anthony's like. No, I totally get it, dude. You're right. <laughs> You're right. My you pleasure. Right. My fortune does lie in the east. Um, and then Lepidus. Also, also, maybe I shouldn't hang out with Caesar. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Let's just let Lepidus and uh, so Lepidus seems to be like the only one who's worried about these pirates. And then, but yeah, because Anthony decides <laughs> to start a whole other battle somewhere else. He calls up a, a dude, Ventidius, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you go start a war with Parthia?" But pirates. Uh, war with Parthia is always a good idea. What yeah, are we, it's, pirates. It's Saturday night. What are we doing? Uh, well, I guess we're going to have a war with Parthia. Uh, again? Well, Anthony said so. He sent his dude. All right, but we did that last weekend. So, yeah, pirates! But Lepidus is gathering an army to take care of the pirates. Yes. Meanwhile... Thank goodness one of the triumvirate is at least a little bit worried Macinus about the and Agrippa... Gather their soldiers because they're going to go confront Pompey. Meanwhile, <laughs> back in Egypt, back in Egypt, Cleopatra is like, "Oh man, I miss Antony. I wonder what's happening with him. I hope he's not dead." Messenger comes as well. Got good news: Antony's not dead. But sad messenger, Cleopatra thinks the worst. Um, well, that's because the messenger has to come in and say, Sue, he's not dead, but... But he totes got married while he was in Rome. So your, boy- your boyfriend you left out of sight for a little bit, totally married. So she starts punching the messenger. <laughs> and she goes, wait, 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 I'm sorry. That's that's rude of me. I'm I so powerful. Be, I you are a menial. I should not be punching you. No, I should have that guy punch you. And then but I will again. continue to punch you if you keep giving me horrible news. And and then I will draw a knife on you, and you can leave because if you don't go now, and like, okay. she, she wants the messenger. The messenger's job then is to go look at Octavia and come back and report how good looking she is. Yes, that's the messenger's new well, job. We, well, we don't. Even if you don't want me to punch your ass, <laughs> well, you will go. You'll go look at this new bitch and tell me if she's hot. Luckily, her handmaidens are there to help. Punch them in the mouth because they're like, no, 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 no. She's like short and fat and round, and her hair is bad. <laughs> she's got a really bad haircut. Mm. There's no way he likes her. Her face is round, her skin is hollow, and her hair is ooh, terrible. Her skin is hollow. I don't know. Hollow, like waxy. You've never Sa- heard? Sallow? Sallow. No, hollow. No, sallow. You're hollow. <laughs> Being hollow hey, is a different drink, drink thing. Some hey, is your poop beaten gold? <laughs> You're about to be beaten. <laughs> Welcome to how I felt during Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> okay, so somehow all three of these guys in the next scene end up with the pirates. 
Well, yes, well, because they hold a yes, meeting. Yes, they, they hold a, a meeting. Parley. Parley! I will punch whoever says Parley next. And Pompey says, I'm doing this to defend my father. Yeah, I, you know, we should have been brought into the next triumvirate. We should still be ruling Rome. Just because you stab one of us, you cut the rest of us out? Fuck you. That's what he says. Well, I mean, it's not like Julius Caesar didn't go into battle against Pompey. Well, Pompey didn't back, so back him up. So, Antony makes Well, this Julius Caesar deal. fought Pompey. Yeah. But Antony makes his deal. He says, look, our army is going to beat your army. There's no way around it. If if we fight, we're going to kill you. So, what if we give you Sicily? these two places to Sicily rule over? Sicily, Sicily and Sardinia. Sardinia. Yeah. Yes. You take, you take Sicily. Nobody wants Sicily. Have you met Sicilians? So, we'll give you Sicily and Sardinia if you stop, if you get rid of the pirates. Oh, I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm almost positive my wife is trying to make a Princess Bride joke. I'm trying so hard. Never <laughs> gonna do it. Never <laughs> go against, against the Sicilian, Sicilian when death, death is, is on, on the line. line. Sorry, okay, we can continue now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just like, I know that look on Cassie's face. If she has a I know who I married. Wait, hold on. Does she have a specific Princess Bride face? <laughs> she does. Oh. I have two things I think of when I think of Sicily. It's it's both uh, Wallace Shawn from Princess Bride. I'm yes. really hoping the next one is Sophia from the <laughs> Sophia Girls. from the <laughs> That is exactly what it is. <laughs> because of her back in Sicily stories. Back in Sicily. Those are the two things I always will think of when I think of Sicily. Yep. And I mean, if it's peopled with Vizzini from The Princess Bride, you don't want to go there. Is yeah, it because so- we're talking about Shakespeare that you decided to use the word peopled? <laughs> It's all, it's all Beth, guys. I don't need an excuse to use the word people. <laughs> it's guys that are Vizzini married to women that are Sophia. That's terrifying. That's all of Sicily. Anyway, so they make this deal with Pompey. They say, you get to rule over these places, get rid of all the pirates, give us some wheat, and we'll call it square. I skipped over the whole part where Pompey just makes fun of Antony, and it's very funny. Oh yeah, Pompey's like... Oh, well, Anthony, Anthony's like... It's because that is because soft. we're summarizing, my friends. Uh, we don't need to hit fine. every single point. Yes. Pompey was... Pompey, Pompey almost doesn't take the offer because, because Anthony was a dick by not acknowledging that he was nice to Anthony's mom <laughs> last time Anthony's mom was on Sicily. <laughs> like, seriously, Pompey almost says no to the whole deal because... Anthony didn't go, hey, thanks for being nice to my mom the last time she was over. You thank me for being nice to your mom frequently. Yeah, but Pompey was about to say no to the whole piece entirely. He was gonna he was gonna continue pirate war. I like the pirate war better. So And well, let's face it, it's a good Pompey words. doesn't come out on top. Spoiler alert. Mm. But they make this deal, they celebrate, they have dinner. It looks like a wonderful era of peace and has act, been act ushered two, in. Act two is one of the longer acts in Shakespeare because it goes well, a full that, six scenes. No, seven. we're not done yet. Seven. That's right, There's seven Well, because we get the scene of just the, it's pretty much the servants going, they're drunk. Oh, yeah, they are. Did you see them? That guy's face is super red. They yeah. wasted. And Lepidus is especially drunk, but that's because he has to deal with Antony and Octavius. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he likes to talk about crocodiles when he's drunk. If I was Lepidus, I would be hammered drunk all the time. So one of the things that I would do want to interject here, despite being a little drunk, is that this play, um, you can tell it's a later play for him, because he starts to do things like foreshadowing that he doesn't do in earlier plays, um, and there's a little bit of meta going mm-hmm. on. Oh, yeah, this, so is, one, uh, this is a 1600s, like 1608. 1607. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like 1608. Uh, but in here, they start talking, like they're drunkenly talking about how weird Egypt is and that they have funky snakes there. So we haven't brought up asps. We haven't brought up snakes. There's no reason to just all of them be like, yeah, they have weird snakes. So we see Shakespeare starting to to really work on like a little bit of foreshadowing, um, getting rid of his deus ex machnia thing where he just randomly has I don't know statue woman living in back shed for 10 20 30 years <laughs> these rich babies rich babies of course Minas Minas is trying to convince Pompey to murder the triumvirates he's like, like we have them drunk. on the boat they're drunk 
We can have all of Rome just stab them. And then Pompey's like, dude, if you'd just done it, it would have been fine. But now you told me about it, so I can't do that. It's not honorable. Next time, just Just kill kill them. them. Yeah, he's like, now I can't do it because you violate my honor. But (laughs) if you come up with this idea again later down the road. (laughs) Just do it then. I don't know anything about it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know. I gave him my so, word. Yeah. yeah. So, so then Minas is like, I'm gonna, I'm quitting, dude. I quit. And then we move on to Act Three. Finally, the Parthian War. Yay! Why are we in Parthia again? <laughs> well, because we need to go to Syria for some fucking reason. I'm not. I don't think any of us are allowed to go to Syria right now. I think it's a travel ban. I don't know. Stay out of Syria. But that's what's going on because we need to span. Rome, Egypt, Syria, I don't know. Well, we're talking, okay. Sicily. We'll we'll talk again later about how this play doesn't fit into any category, because we try to do this overarching, or he tries to do this overarching histories, but he's not actually doing anything historical, except for in the background. In the background, we see, like, the backdrop is painted with these historical things that happened during the time, but none of this shit happened. None yeah. of the interpersonal stuff that's going on ever fucking happened. I mean, Antony slept with Cleopatra. We know that. Uh, we know some of this stuff, but most of this is just conjecture. At best. Conjecture yes. at best. Not but even. but Not Ven- Ventidius has succeeded in <laughs> Parthia. He writes to Antony. He tells him, "Hey, we won. Ain't that great? That's quick. That's done. That war's over. Why can't all wars be that fast?" So so then we go back to Rome. People are like, all right, the threats have been dealt with. We're all going to go our separate ways now. We, we've, we've tied up. We, we, we've stopped having a triumvirate. Now we have a quatrumvirate? Something. Something, Something like that. We got four So the, pirate, the pirates aren't hitting us up anymore. This war that Anthony started for no fucking reason is done. What are we going to do now? Well, I probably still have to do something about Mark Antony because everybody loves him. Yeah. And then we've got this like little show of one-upmanship as Caesar and Antony are parting ways. Oh, yeah. And, Caesar's and, like, yeah. hey, uh, don't mistreat my sister or I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you treat right or I'll stab you. Would you say, Octavia, can, just come over here. Tell, tell your big bro what, what he did. Um... Don't listen to her, she's lying. So, yeah, they're back back and forth and back and forth. So, yeah, so they leave. Lepidus and and Caesar staying in Rome. Antony and Octavia are departing. Heading to Alexandria. Which can only end well. Because where else do you take your wife but to your mistress's kingdom? You're going to take her to your mistress's house. Look, no one ever said Antony was the smartest tool in the shed. No. Uh, yeah, no, we said some nice things about him on the last podcast, because that speech is real nice. Well, there's some nice things I you mean, can say, he, to, so you can say nice he, things about him during Julius Caesar. Yeah, because he plays Brutus real well, like a fiddle. Yes. But he, uh, he turns real stupid in yeah. this play. Yeah, he does. Like, you put his name on the play, and he gets real dumb. So, we go back to Egypt... Cleopatra's gotten the message the that messenger. Octavia is super ugly. Which, I mean, honestly, what else is the messenger going to say? The Octavia is shorter, <laughs> has a low voice, and is might, rather lifeless. Might be a man. Could be. He never actually went. Like, he just kind of hung out in his house. He, went, he went home for a week. <laughs> you want me to report on your ex-boyfriend's new wife? This will be easy. <laughs> she's oh, sweetheart, she's, she's so hideous. Ugly. Look at your life. Look at your choices. She's hideous. And so, Wait, so is the messenger Cleopatra's sassy gay friend? Yes. <laughs> it's the role he serves in this. He does. You're right. And so Cleopatra says, "Great, she's not going to make him happy. He's going to come back to me." This dumb short bitch. Uh-uh, uh, right I got all of this. Yeah. Oh, and then we cut straight then from that scene. To Antony and Octavia, and he's like, oh, uh, gentle Octavia, sure do love you, don't worry about Cleopatra, it's all good, it's all good. And also is talking shit about her brother to her. 
Well, they don't like each other. They no, should, it's they like, should keep some space between them. They should. And it puts Octavia in a weird spot. She's like, well, well and, and I don't also, know who as, to soon as, they, as soon as they leave, Caesar goes back on their deal with Pompey, wages <clears throat> war on Pompey, and so, starts talking shit about Mark Antony. Wasn't this always the plan, though? Like, let's just get him to, like, chill the fuck out for a minute. And then when he's not looking, I'll use my forces and come in and just slaughter him. And you'll look like an asshole. Maybe that's what what Octavius was thinking. So, so he immediately goes, look, go back to your brother and play nice. Talk nice. Make peace. Yeah, yeah. Make, make peace, peace between, between us. the two of us. Figure out a way to... Get him to stop peace. talking shit. <laughs> Because I got to go fight the pirate again. I yeah, thought we now, stayed that away, but apparently we didn't. I thought this pirate thing was dealt with, but now I got to fight pirates. <laughs> I because your brother's it. talking shit. And then it got bad again. Oh. And so then we go back to Anabarbus. Which I love that name. Anabarbus. Anabarbus, the loyal friend of Mark Antony. Who's always stuck in the middle of the shit. And is in love with Cleopatra. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's ducky. And we're talking about this scene, and Caesar has kind of gone off the deep end um, because he murdered Pompey, defeated Pompey's army, has now denied Lepidus what was due to him, is accusing the triumvirate of plotting against him, and has thrown Lepidus into prison. And Lepidus probably the entire time was like, I, but, sir, no! What are you doing? Oh, Lepidus. And so Mark Antony's navy is on its way to fight Caesar. But it's not all Mark Antony's navy. No. Because Mark Antony's navy could not and does not match up with Octavius's navy. They are not equal. Because in destroying... The Pirate King, he took over the Pirate King's navy as well. So, Cleopatra sends, like, a shit ton of boats, too. Mm-hmm. So part of his forces are coming from Cleopatra, which is important, because later they'll be like, oh, shit, the queen needs us. And so they'll all peace out. So... Well, I have a beer that'll make you happy uh, you, for tonight's bring, episode. What'd you bring? Because I mean, you, brought, you brought me Miller High Life because I... Uh, was late and could not stop for my own, so I get the champagne of beers because you love me. It's true. Uh, this uh, references the... It's kind of the opposite of Mark Antony, but it does also reference your excitement about her poop. <laughs> <laughs> her being poop was beat. Beaten gold. Because uh, this is a, a Midas touch. Nice, nice. Um, uh, that, from And I'm also head. proud because you've made a segue stretch... As thin and weak as my own. That's one of your own. <laughs> I appreciate um, that. Uh, there are a variety of characters in literature and in, in stories that make terrible literary analogies. I hope to go down in history as making the worst segues that are just laughable. Everybody should read uh, Brand, uh, Brandon Sanderson's Steelheart, where the main character makes the worst metaphors possible. They just don't make sense. But yes, a Midas touch, which is the opposite of Mark Antony. He does not turn everything into gold. He somehow turns everything around him into shit. Yes. Well, he's trying to have his cake and eat it too, and that's his problem. Can't do that. Can't do that. So, this is actually an ancient ale recipe too, so it's a, a recipe that they would have drank at the time. Or similar, like they, they found this in clay pots and like recreated an ancient beer. So, see? Tying it all together, Beth. Tying it all together, Beth! It's a good, it's a good callback. It was solid. You ruined your weak segue with a more, with a more palpable one. You also ruined the waveforms entirely. Like, there's no gradual up and down on Spotify. No, yeah. Shouty, shouty, shouty. Here, here. We'll do this for the waveforms again. Ready? No. Oh, Beth is doing the job oh, thing again. Oh, oh. Uh, don't do it. 
So anyway, uh, <laughs> where were we? Enobarbus? Were we talking about Enobarbus? Okay, so we're, we're done talking Eno about Enobarbus. We're back okay. to Caesar in Rome talking shit about Mark Antony. Right. And okay. Right. And there is a fight that's a coming. There's a fight of brewing. And it's all happening on the water. Because so yes, now this is we... when Antony is now coming with his navy. And yeah. he's going to fight Caesar. It's his navy. It's Cleopatra's navy. Because then when it all goes south... Yeah, Octavia comes in to make peace, and Caesar's like, dude, Antony went straight back to Cleopatra. Yeah. Like, he's coming with her, her navy right now. Yeah. So he... It's he's not... given her rule over much of the Middle East. She's going to be the queen of Syria and Cyprus and all this, and... And in fact, give her to the end of Act 3, she'll be the queen of all this book. So... This this is not going the way Octavia thought it was going to go. No, she not really, even she, a little she bit. She really thought she was going to come out on top, which I don't really understand why she thought that was going to be the case. So, Anabarbus, Act 3, Scene 7, Anabarbus goes back to Cleopatra, Anthony, are, they're all together. Um, They're starting to call Antony Emperor. He has decided to crown himself and Cleopatra, king and queen, emperors of his third of the Roman Empire. And Anabarbus is there to kind of be the voice of reason or attempt it and go, dude, he, his navy is stronger than your navy. If you fight him, you will lose. No, I have to Please fight stop this. No, I, I, got, to. I got to. I got to. Please stop. Nope. He's he, talking shit. He has he has ruined oh, my honor. Uh, he made me marry his sister. This isn't what I want. I keep saying things that I don't mean. <laughs> I turn everything to shit. My poop is pounded into gold. It's terrible. And so the rest of scene of uh, the rest of Act Three really is this battle. Yes, getting ready for the battle, and Obarbus trying to tell. Cleopatra that she will just distract Anthony if she goes into battle with him. Stay home, stay home, stay home. Stay in your monument. Why don't I have a monument? Why don't I have a monument? Because you say things like, her poop was beaten all. First of all, Shakespeare said that. I didn't say it. I mean, I said it out my mouth, but Shakespeare coined the phrase. Yes, and we actually have fucking, there's 11, 12, so, 13. And and let's go back to the structure of writing and how much better this play is written than, let's say, Henry V. The fight, the battle here, and the way we're doing this with these quick cuts for scene changes mm -hmm. is much more powerful than we've seen him do. Well, he does that in Henry V. It's not this much. It's well, not no. this disjointed. It's not... This fight scene is a lot more powerful, I think, than the one from Henry V. Although, I know what you're thinking in your head, because I can see your brow all wrinkling. Agincourt is a better speech than anything you're going to hear in this play. This cut, These cuts, these 13 or 14 different little well, there's, scenes... There's, there's, thir there's 13 scenes in Act 3. The problem is... is it heightens that The, the problem that is, is there's... It, this, the, the battle doesn't start at the beginning of Act 3. No, but we're talking... It, you, cut, you, got, cut, you get cut, through, cut. No, But No, there's like three or four long scenes before you even get to the cut, 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 cut. It's like, it's a complete, like, you're going through this, and all of a sudden, like, then you get that. If there had been maybe an act break or something like that, or like you come back from intermission, and all of a sudden, okay, now we're going to do this fucking battle. I think this is just a more interesting structurally, structurally, just literally structurally... This is more interesting to both read, as just reading the folio, and to watch this kind of, like, <clears throat> this jumble here, this quick succession. It makes for, if, if this was Brecht, this would make sense for the, the power dynamic and creating that building tension. So, as far as, like, actual writing goes, I think this shows a lot of growth in how he's doing battles. Except for the writing of this show is terrible in comparison to a lot of his other shows. <laughs> a I lot think, of his other plays I are better. I think that we all have come to the point in our lives where we are willing to let Shakespeare not stand on a pedestal. No, no, I agree. Because he writes things like, her poop was beaten to gold. He's not, it's not this sacrosanct author. It can't be. 
Well, no, because I mean, okay. 30 pieces of work. They're not all gold. They're, some of them are Winter's Tale. Sorry, Cash. Some <laughs> of them are hey, no, Winter, Winter's Tale. Hey, no. Winter's Tale is great, but it also has lots of. No, it does. Moments. For sure. For sure. So, not everything is well written. Right. Let's get. Back Let's power story. through to so, the end of this play because Ka- poor Cassie, guys, we're almost there. We we're had a not cut. though. We're not even no, at so the I, end I, of Act Three. How about this? Can I can, can I make a suggestion? Since so, how much do we have to talk about for a second episode of this podcast? A lot still. So well, because well, what Chase. I'm saying what I'm saying Chase. is that maybe you're the pirate queen. Avast. Alright, so R and Avast. Let's, let's move on to Act Four. Okay. Act Four has fifteen scenes. <laughs> what I was going to say is maybe maybe we split this up and we do the latter two acts of this as a part of our second episode because we are at an hour now. Already an hour. Yeah. And if we are at another 15 scenes for another act. Well, the rest of this is going to go pretty quick. I can wrap up the rest of this very fast for you. Are you ready? Is Ryan ready? <laughs> is Ryan ready? No, Chase, here we go. I don't know why he's upset about this. It's not going to be bad. All right. So Anthony takes his boats. (laughs) I don't trust you. (laughs) Really, Ryan? You don't trust me? Go. Beth, please go. Anthony takes his boats, goes back to Cleopatra, because she has a battle that needs fighting in her area. So eventually he takes a moment and he thinks to himself, oh my gosh, I just left all of my men. I just left my country. I left everybody, and I went back to this woman. How sick am I? How twisted? How has this Egyptian woman ruined me? And he tells her that everything is her fault. and Which is, like, the worst thing you can tell her. <laughs> it is true. Everything's her fault. And she says, fine. You know what? Fuck you. And he's like, you know what? Give me a kiss, and we're going to be fine. She's like, uh... <laughs> Alright, if that works. Uh, tell you what, I've got this other battle that needs fought still. And he's like, cool, I'm out. So you stay here, I'll go fight this battle, you're crazy, I'm gone. So he goes, fights another battle, and the whole time she's like, you know what? Egyptian messenger. Sassy gay friend, Egyptian messenger. Can you go and... I've got a great idea. Uh, he's mad at me. Um, because I ruined his life. Can you go and... <laughs> Tell totally valid reasons. <laughs> totally valid. Can you go and tell him that I killed myself by letting snakes bite me all over my boobies? Um, she says. She says all that. over my boobies. <laughs> she says my breast. I'm interpreting. So the messenger goes and tells Anthony this, and Anthony's like. <sighs> Go tell Anthony that I died the death of titty snakes. <laughs> titty snakes. And Anthony's like, oh no, but I loved her. Can you hold my sword while I fall on it? And his friend's like, no, I can't, but I can stab me with it because I loved her too. Kusha! Anabarbus. Anabarbus is like, I'll kill myself. Kusha! And so Mark Anthony's like, well, I guess, well, sweet prince, you left no sweet, sweet nectar to send me on after. So Anthony's like, I'll kill myself this way. Huh! I missed. Huh, I missed. Somebody left me up her monument to her, so they hoist him. They don't, like, he doesn't walk up the stairs, he doesn't make it his own. He, like, gets hoisted up her monument. Hoisted. Brought into her. You say hoisted one more time. Hoisted. There it is. And put into her arms where she coos sweet words of love and how she's, like, so, I'm so totally sorry. It wasn't dead. I promise. I wasn't dead. And he's like, yeah, somebody told me, but I stabbed myself first. <laughs> So he dies. He dies in her arms, and Octavius comes and he's like, "Hey, uh, uh, arms, arms tonight. It must, must have been, been something like telling your best friend that you were dead." <laughs> so now I finally know that they wrote that song about Anthony I, and Cleopatra. I didn't realize it either. So I know that now. Octavius comes and he's like, "Hey, so." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you, you slept with Caesar. You slept with Anthony. You know who's the next ruler of Rome? This girl, this guy right here. Come with me. Come with me. And he's, she's like, probably my best option. She takes off with Octavius. She's like, but don't, do not lead me in a procession through Rome. I won't stand for it. I can't have it. Don't do that to me. 
So he takes her down out of her monument. Antony is taken down too. And she's in her little holding whatever. And somebody comes and is like, hey, 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 hey. He's totally going to lead you through Rome. And make a big example of you. She's like, fuck that. Give me the snakes. <laughs> Give me the snakes. <laughs> I told Antony the Stout I died. So snake, bite me here on the booby tits. So... <laughs> That one was for you. So Snake bites her. <laughs> on the booby tits. On the booby tits. Uh, one, Isis dies of a broken heart because we do Iris, that. Iris. Iris, sorry. Dies of a broken heart. They pray to Isis. Iris dies. Because they do that still. Uh, and what's the other one? Charmian. Charmian's like, hmm, I can't die of a broken heart because that's lame. And puts her hand inside the snake basket and gets bit and dies. And Octavi- Octavius comes and he's like... Whew, my life choices were poor. This is probably my fault. I probably shouldn't have been such a rapscallion bastard. So but how about I didn't die by I, titty snakes. I didn't die by titty snakes. So let's order a full military funeral. Sound good? That'll honor them just fine, right? I'm absolved. And while I'm at it to distance myself from this shitstorm, let's change my name. I'm not going to be Augustus. I'm going to be Augustus. Caesar Augustus. Ah, hail. So, Chase, that's how you can get through that play in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Did I hit it? Did I make you proud? No, yeah, you did good. You did, did I break good. your trust in me? Nope, you did good. You did good. Were you afraid I was just going to spend five minutes talking about poop? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> that's my son. That's Uh So that's been Shakespeare episode... Eleven. I don't think we introduced ourselves at all. No, but uh, if you can tell by the sound of my voice, I'm Ryan Halfhill. I'm still Beth Roars. I'm Cassie Greenley. And I continue to be producer man Chase Greenley. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Everybody knows how this play ends. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Say goodnight, John Boy. Goodnight, John Boy. Goodnight, John Boy. <laughs>